Everybody, how are you guys doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing fine, thanks. Feel, been feeling a little under the weather the past week, but I'm all good. How about you, Nico? Doing great, man. Good to see you guys. Yeah, good to see you too. Same here. Big weekend for football. Yesterday, today, my Browns play tonight. Tomorrow, my Buckeyes play for the national championship. So. Um, and the Bears play today, you know, so it's a big football three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So wait, the Bears and the Browns are in the playoffs? Yeah. Wow, something's got to be wrong. That can't yeah. be right. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, uh, the Browns had, you know, had a pretty good record. It's been difficult for a lot of teams with the COVID, but it's been especially bad for the Browns, and they were they are without their head coach and – you know, at least one starter, Batonio, but more importantly, they have not, their practice facility was shut down. They have not played or practiced, I should say, at all. As a matter of fact, um, Baker Mayfield, the uh, starting quarterback for the Browns, says he hasn't picked up a football and thrown a football since last week's game. Uh, so, I I mean, <laughs> that is isn't, that just isn't, Right, you know, uh, but, you know, the NFL is not going to postpone these games like they had others during the season because it's getting too close to um, Super Bowl time, you know, with the scheduling, and that's all been prearranged. So the Browns are moving forward, and, you know, I'm I'm in their corner, man. I'm wishing them the best. So has this been like a full season? I haven't been paying attention. Have, or have they reduced any games? No, or? full season. They they all they played their sixteen regular season games, unlike Major League Baseball, which, you know, I I just uh, protested. I guess you'd say I just rev- I didn't follow baseball because it was a joke of a season, you know, sixty some games or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, the, this is uh, this is it. You know, we're in the playoffs, uh, and uh, we'll see what happens come February Super Bowl. Do you still, so you feel this is, you don't think any of the COVID restrictions or anything had impact on the way the season played out, or do you think it's been pretty, a pretty fair season all in all? It most definitely affected, you know, all the Browns could have been playing or could have won the division. Uh, A couple weeks ago when they, when they played, they had not only both, this is unprecedented in the history of the NFL. They had both starting wide receivers and both backup wide receivers ineligible to play because of COVID restrictions, not injuries. I mean, you know, these, these restrictions, plus they had some other players that couldn't play. Now I just follow in depth, the Browns. So I'm sure that this has happened to other teams as well. And it's just, like I say, it's not even an injury. It's not like these, 
players even tested positive. So imagine you, let's say we were on the same team and you get injured, you know, you blow your knee out and I just happen to be standing next to you. Now I'm not allowed to play because I was in your vicinity. So that's basically what, what went down. So no, I, I don't, I don't believe it's a, a fair situation. Uh, but you know, the, the season marched on. The only good thing I can say is that everybody played 16 games, their regular uh, season schedule, but now nah, it's, it's, crazy so what's on the agenda today motivation that's what we discussed right because it's the first of the year pretty much yeah. last week we had uh you know brian deneve as our as our guest and uh you know so we really kind of focus more on him but you know first of the year a lot of people make their new year's resolution and as i used to talk about on my facebook videos i'm really not I mean, I think I probably have done things just more of a, as a lark, but I never really made any resolutions because I'm the type of guy that if I want to do something, I'm going to start right now. I'm not going to wait till the beginning of the year. I'm going to start whatever, whatever time of the year it is. So we, so it's like motivation, right? And that's a very difficult subject to talk about because talking about motivation is like you know, talking about great music or beautiful art or you know, what kind of person you're attracted to and this and that. Everybody's got, you know, it's different for everyone. But the key, the key thing that I always try to tell people, no matter what, and especially it seems it focuses on diet, because a lot of people talk about dieting. It's, it's not a temporary thing. It has to be a way of life. So any uh, resolution you may make or any kind of goal you set, really should be a way of life and you should be doing things for that. So you have to find each and every one of us has to find our own personal motivation. What's going to make it happen and what's going to keep us going through the ups and downs, because as you well know, both of you guys, and I'd like to hear you talk on it more than even me is that you have roadblocks, you have setbacks, you have obstacles, and sometimes you just say, well, that's it. I quit, you know, or you figure out ways to get around those obstacles. So what are your takes? Like, what have you guys done? You don't have to be like specific with your resolutions, but through the years, but what have you guys done when you've, you know, uh, saw those obstacles and what motivated you to get through them? I, th I think for me, <clears throat> for example, like if you set up, um, a physical performance goal or an exercise goal for me it's usually I'm getting burnt out with the same old routine or um, you know just getting burnt out period so for me it's always taking a break maybe take a week off do something else take your mind away from it and then get back to it and you feel better about it again you feel more motivated more refreshed more rejuvenated but you know just ready to go so I think that's for me is key to just take a break from it, get away from it for a little bit. Joe. Well, actually I think that's a really good point because I do think if you're constantly working out like, and, and you can probably talk to this Tony a little bit about strength training, but there is I, my understanding, there is the concept of kind of training in waves or cycles. So you're not constantly working, working, working. There's actually a benefit to taking a break from things. So it's not like a clear, like linear progression. 
but you know, you, you kind of ramp up and then you kind of take, you know, even like I think fighters in camps, right. You you're not constantly training at a hundred percent, you know, you, you kind of build up to the fight. And then after the fight, you take a couple of weeks off, you know, and, and having that kind of cyclical approach uh, to physical training and probably other areas too um, has an advantage if I'm not mistaken. What's your take on that, Tony? Yeah. I, several years ago on Facebook, uh, I, I made a video about, I forgot exactly how I titled it, but it was basically walking away from your goals or your goal. And, and it basically meant this. Yeah. There's times when you just have to set it aside because the pressure of the goal that you set for yourself may cause you the grief. Uh, so for example, we'll just keep this in raw numbers. Uh, it's mainly easier to do that. Let's say somebody has to lose an an incredible amount of weight. Let's say 50, 60 pounds they want to lose. Let's say 50, just for sake of a raw number. Um, you know, that can be very daunting. Okay? It can be overwhelming. And if that's your ultimate goal and you set a time limit for it, you know, you're going to be like watching the clock. Like, you know, what do they say? A, a, a watched pot never boils. So maybe, yes, you, you do have to sometimes step aside. Even, even in, when I tell people about the diet and getting on one, you have a cheat day. You have one day a week where you just kind of blow it off, right? And, I mean, you don't try to consume 10,000 calories necessarily, but you go off of it. And, yes, in training, especially what we do, uh, which is very intense or should be um, at the highest level, it, it can overwhelm you physically and mentally. So you, you have to take certain, you know, pauses. Now, how long – it's really, again, a personal thing. It, it's up to how, how much you're training and, you know, this and that. I believe, I believe it was Arthur Jones. I think he was the founder of Nautilus. And I apologize in advance if I'm incorrect. But he used to get bodybuilders to come and train. And one of the things he would say, and they would come for, let's say, roughly a week. And he would make a guarantee that they would put X amount of inches on their arm. Okay, arm size, be it a half inch or whatever. And I guess he had a pretty great success rate, and it was a big gain. It was something like a half inch or maybe even an inch. And the secret that he had was that he didn't have him train arms. He just completely avoided it because based on his knowledge and his expertise, most bodybuilders were overtraining. They were training their arms so much, it just, it, hey, it needed a break. Let the, let the muscles re, you know, regroup, and size comes with it. So, yeah, I'm a firm believer at times you need to walk away. But now also, that can be a gateway to laziness, all right? Certain people are looking for a reason not to work out. Um, and sticking on the bodybuilding, well, this is actually bodybuilding slash powerlifting. One of the greats, Chuck Sipes, uh, he would – uh, he would go to the other end of the uh, spectrum. He uh, would work out even if he had the flu and things like that. He just really did not want to miss workouts. But, yeah, it's it's good sometimes you, you just need to take a step back, replenish either physically or mentally or both, or just reassess your goal. Okay, now let's get back to the 50 pounds. That may be your ultimate end game. But I always try to tell people to set tiny bite-sized goals. So if 50 pounds is where you need to be, ultimately, 
Let's not look at it like that. Let's break it down into degrees. You know, maybe it's two and a half pounds, five pounds, then 10 pounds, then so on, up the scale. So you see graduated progress. For me, at least, that's always been my motivation when I wanted to improve on something, be it, you know, not it was never losing weight, but it was about degrees of strength or speed or something along those lines. Uh, that's how I took it, you know, in bite-sized uh, pieces. And even in music, a lot of classical players especially would be taught if they're, if they're learning a very difficult piece, a very challenging uh, song to, to, to learn, uh, they would break that down into sections as well. They wouldn't just try to play the whole song through. Many of them would take the hardest parts and work on that, focus on that. And once they were able to master that, then they could add in the easier parts. And all of a sudden now you can blend it and you're, you're making some progress. So once again, I hark back to the fact that everyone is different. You have to find out what works for you, but I agree with Nico and you, you sometimes hit a brick wall. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not making any progress here. And that may or may not be true. You may not witness the progress. They may be so incremental that it's, you know, but regardless, it's not helping you. It's not healthy for you mentally to keep you focused. So take a break. Sometimes you just have to sometimes say, okay, I'm setting this aside for a day, a week, you know, whatever. For me, too. oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead, Nico. Go ahead, Joe. All right. Well, I was just going to say, to me, it depends, and where it goes to your point about it being very personal, because depending on the activity, my motivation is different. So, like, you know, I have certain goals. Like, we're both musicians, or at least I am theoretically in the band. Um, and even that, even though that's not very necessarily physically exhausting, or you know, I'm not going to get injured or, you know, uh, be exhausted afterwards, sometimes just the routine of it or having to set aside time can be a drag. And so uh, I've learned that like, you know, hey, if, if I'm not feeling like I want to go to band practice, I go back and I listen to the music that motivated me. So I have kind of like a playlist of songs that I just love. You know, when I do that, it kind of reminds me of why I was why I do what I do. Um, you know, so there a lot of times you need something that might remind you of why, you know, like maybe it's a video of a certain athlete or something that inspired you. Uh, so when you hit those things to go back and remind you of why you're doing what you're doing, because sometimes just the, the inconvenience, you know, of it can be a drag. I know for myself, one of the issues, like, I don't, I never have a problem going to work out and lift weights. Um, for some reason, I always enjoy that. It's kind of like recess for me, but I think part of it is because I do it on my schedule. So when it's convenient for me, I go to the gym and I do it. And um, I tend to have problems when, like it's a class. So I have to, like, let's say, you know, I know I have to be there at X time on this day. I always tend to have kind of a resentment to that or just something. I just, you know, bothers me. Like for some reason that weighs on me. So that's something I struggle with. Mm -hmm. um, at least I've, I've been, as I've been self-diagnosing, and I think a lot of that when you talk about motivation is kind of stopping and thinking about, well, why don't I want to do this? Or what's, what's the issue here? Because uh, for, you know, every, every aspect or whatever activity it is, it could be something different. And so it is a process of self-discovery too. It's like, what is the problem? I mean, some of them are obvious, like dieting, obviously you're giving up stuff you love, you know, 
for me, it'll always, that'll always be a challenge, you know? Um, so anyways, that was just my point is that it depends on the activities. Each one of us is different and has to find something to inspire us. Well, you don't get bonus points for attendance. And I think that is something that people have to realize. Uh, your mind has to be in it. You know, if your body just shows up and goes, goes, goes through the motions without any kind of deep, sincere thought process behind it, you're, you're really wasting your time. And in, in essence, could actually be creating setbacks, um, injuries or poor muscle memory uh, and things like that. So it, it, you have to keep your mind on it uh, very much. So I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've always been like that. And, you know, there are times like, you know, maybe at a certain hour of the day, or maybe when I'm outside away from home or I'm in an inconvenient place, I'll have this like great thought, like, okay, I want to do this. You know, I want to, I can't wait till I get home and I'm going to start doing this. And, you know, by the time I get home, <laughs> my thoughts have changed, right? The idea was still great. The idea is sound, but now I just don't have that vim and vigor that I had earlier. I don't have that motivation. So I set it aside um, until, until I get that motivation again. Um, and sometimes it doesn't come back again. It's a momentary thing. So, yeah, you, you know, I never with it, I mean, only a few times that I ever have to rehearse like you did. When I played music, I was a freelance jobbing musician, so I never knew who I was going to be playing with. So I just had to keep my chops up. Um, but now, you know, I've given this a lot of thought. Uh, you know, we have, everyone has access to a lot of information now, um, you know, thanks to, you know, the internet pretty much. Now, I remember many years ago, I spent a lot of money on a Marantz cassette tape player, recorder player, I still have it somewhere, that would slow down music half steps or uh, half speed. Um, and that was just to help figure out difficult, fast licks or something, whatever. And now you can do that on YouTube, you know, and it slows things down and doesn't even change the pitch, which is unbelievable. But with that comes an, a, a very difficult uh, phenomenon. And that is our self-discipline has to be even more because, you know, it's information overload is what it is. And you have so much that you can do. It's like going to a buffet every single day and in everything, you know, um, online dating, some women get 70, 80, 100 or more emails a day, love letters from guys, hey, pick me, pick me. That would never happen in the real world, you know, if you went out on a Friday, Saturday night, you're lucky if you run into one guy. So you have to really be focused. Yes, we have tools that are, uh, exp uh, you know, um, there for us, okay? Uh, but yet, can we stay focused can we, you know, eliminate all the other stuff that may get in the way? Uh, you know, it, it's, a different, it's a different time. And we're in a time where other people never really had all these benefits, but yet also have the, the attached negatives that come with it. Nico, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to ask you about your strength training protocol, because I, I remember you saying when you had your aneurysm, you – became obsessed with strength and you were, um, you know, you made some good progress with your bench press and I don't know what else, but I remember you saying you were charting your lifts. So what, what kind of protocol did you use? Like, 
did did you set micro goals like per week or per month how much more you were gonna um, add to your to your lifts or how did that work for you okay good question and yes i set basically monthly goals in in because of the monthly goals naturally you're going to come down to weekly goals okay uh i'm i'm not a mathematician but at all but i'm very mathematically based so for me uh you know if i wanted to let's say put 10 pounds on in a month on a specific lift well that's logically two and a half pounds a week so i would tend to in the beginning, I had no idea what I could do. And even once my body started to react in a positive way, I still didn't know really what the potential was. So I was kind of open-ended about it. I didn't get concrete with, I want 10 pounds a month or whatever. But later on, it did become that. After a short while, maybe a, you know X amount of months, three, four, five months, when my body started to react, then I had, I had um, concrete ideas. And believe me, many times, most, maybe even most times, I'd have to go look through my records. Uh, I didn't meet those goals per se. Okay. I may have been close, but it didn't really happen. But what I did notice was because I, I was focusing mainly on my upper body more than my lower body, because I knew I had irreparable back problems that, you know, just was going to hinder me. Um, I had a a group of muscles that I was able to worry about getting stronger. So it wasn't like powerlifting, let's say, where you just focus on three lifts. With me, it was, you know, overhead press, curls, pull, uh, bent over rows, bench. Uh, you know, I had, a, you know, grip, neck strength. So I had a bunch of stuff that I could uh, – focus on. So, if, man, let's say my bench didn't quite make it this month. Well, maybe my arms did or, or something else did. So I was lucky uh, in that regard that I always kind of had something to spur me on. And then I had, I had Kevin, even though I didn't see him every single day. I mean, I saw him perhaps, but he was busy working on it is tool and die on the other side of the, of the room, but he was there and, and I would be there for him. A lot of times we could not work out together. Okay. Because of his, because of scheduling, but I did have that motivation to keep going, get better, get stronger. And, uh, that was good. It was my, you know, became an obsession for me, uh, to not be the way I was to not be helpless and weak and, you know, all infirmed. I didn't want that to happen again, but Nico, I would suggest to everyone, <clears throat> don't make your goals I mean, it's okay to have a lofty goal, you know, to be the best in the world, let's say, at whatever it is that you're doing. That's lofty. That's, you know, that's something. But, you know, and that also involves X amount of other people who may have that same exact goal, right? So now you're not only working against yourself, you're working against others. My, my advice for everyone really is to first focus on yourself. Get yourself better. So instead of saying, I want to be the toughest man in the world. Just say, I want to be as tough as I possibly can. I want to make myself as good as I possibly can. Start there and then break that down into smaller pieces, so on and so forth, and work on your individual um, flaws or deficiencies and work on augmenting uh, your your qualities that you already have. That, that's, that's how I approach things. 
Now, for me, something that, that helps me is it's always a mind battle. Um, when things get really tough, something that's very difficult for you to do, um, the mind is always looking for excuses and ways out. So for me, I, I, I'm always have to like analyze my thoughts and recognize when my mind's trying to come up with an excuse why I shouldn't do something. And, and I basically have to just, you know, tear down that excuse and say, for example, if my goal is to run, you know, X amount of miles per day and I get up and I'm like, Oh crap, it's raining. And my mind's like, what's well, raining? Take a break. You don't need to run. It's, you don't need to get wet and get a cold or something. So I have to recognize that excuse and tell myself, well, put on a raincoat, get after it, you know, something like that. There's, there's always some kind of excuse that probably for everybody, but for me, your mind is trying to tell you this lie so you can avoid what's uncomfortable. So you got to analyze that your thoughts and you got to, you know, root out those lies and those excuses and, you know, and tell yourself the truth, be real with yourself. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I, I'm a big uh, believer in having contingency plans because, okay, if you want to delve into the power of the mind, because really that's the key to all of this. It's having that mindset. And yes, it may be raining outside. It may be sub-zero. Your mind, you know, you're, that's, that's a valid observation. And maybe for whatever reason, you cannot literally get the quality workout in outside. So this is where you have your contingency, contingency plan. You have plan B. Maybe you can do it indoors. Maybe you can supplement it by doing something else uh, that'll give you <clears throat> damn near the same uh, benefits. And you are right, though. Your mind will play tricks on you. There, there's a part of it that it's going to try to, it's like the, the one shoulder is the, the angel. The other shoulder is the, you know, is the devil. And, it, you know, it's, it's a constant struggle. Uh, one step forward, two steps back or what have you. So you got to play games with yourself. You have to have control over your mind. That's just, that's just it. Everyone that I know in the world that has been, I personally know, that has been world-class at what they do, had that focus. Not every day would they hit a home run, <clears throat> but it was the overall picture, and they had that consistency to know this is where I want to be, this is where I'm going to be, and this is the steps that I have to take. And um, there, there may be setbacks along the way, as I mentioned. You may start to even regress. And that's a time, like Joe brought up, Maybe you need to reevaluate. Maybe you need to take a little break or just shift your training. You know, our body adapts, and there, that's why every six weeks or so, everyone's a little different. You want to change up your routine a bit, you know, shock your muscles. Well, you need to do the same thing mentally. You need to get – because you're like you say uh, earlier, Nico, today, you tend to get bored. You know, uh, some people do. Others don't. They're, they're very regimented. They, they like the routine, but you know, yeah, you have to spice things up and that's an individual journey. That's something that I can't say what you can do. It's all about a matter of personal taste and preference, but you, you really brought up a valid point. And this is the thing that I talk about when you're in a, let's say a street fight, you don't want to be working against your own mind. You want to just focus on the opponent or opponents and not worry about 
fighting yourself. And you just touched on that, that that's sometimes something that you do in your daily training, whatever your mind is telling you, ah, you know, you don't really have to work out. You know, you can uh, blow today off. It's not the end of the world. Well, I don't know. That's something that you have to tackle. And your thoughts, Joe Cardinal. Uh, A lot of good ideas. And I think kind of riffing off of what, um, Nico said about, I mean, really the mind games are really, really where the battleground is. And for me, I mean, most of us here are older. A lot of times these goals are things we've, at least we've been through similar things. Like I, on a couple of occasions have done some fasting for a couple of days and I've been through it enough so that I know, you know, 12 hours in, I'm going to start questioning why did I decide to do this, you know, and what's the value and maybe this is actually hurting me. And I've actually, I actually remember the inner dialogue that I've went through and sometimes I've lost that battle. So I think actually, if you've been, if you've done this before, try and anticipate what the arguments are in advance. You know, and I specifically, this is specifically things I've done where I've known, oh yeah, this is where I start to, and I actually have, I think of answers ahead of time to myself. Oh yeah, this is why I'm doing it. You know, this is, you know, this is what the long-term goal is. So I, I, I literally almost script it out because I'm anticipating, because I've been through those with, when, in, especially things that are kind of uh, endurance related, even while I'm running, you know, there's like a conversation in my mind, like, you know, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? You know, this would be a good time to stop, wouldn't it? You know? Um, so I think that's a good thing too, is to know before you get, before you start the, whatever that activity is that, this is generally what has beaten me before in this or given me struggles and, and try and uh, have a counter in mind for that. And I think the other thing that you mentioned is having that contingency plan. A lot of your activities are physical. Um, again, especially because, you know, a lot of, the, you know, a lot of us guys are older. Uh, we have to think about, well, what if I have an injury, you know, or what if something, what's plan B? Because I've had to work around injuries and things, you know, certain numbers of things and being able to not come to a screeching halt in my training if if I've aggravated something. So again, kind of knowing your past and being able to use that to help uh, make a good plan, you know, with, with those contingencies. Yeah. And, and the con- <clears throat> contingencies, I've, I've said this before and I'll be, you know, repetitive in this. Uh, as long as you can keep your mind active, sometimes just, you know, visualization, if you have an injury or, you know, uh, depending on where your injury is, don't work any techniques that would involve that uh, particular injury. Yeah, so you 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 do need to have a uh, a valid contingency plan. Maybe it's just studying. Maybe it's research. Maybe it's uh, it's putting together um, you know the kind of programs. Now, I I don't know if I've ever said it, but you know, I'm when it comes to like working out, lifting, and shit. I don't necessarily really enjoy doing it. You know, I mean, there's, I'm always fighting myself to get through it. And the thing that motivates me is on my very last rep of my last set, I just feel so invigorated. I always leave thinking, wow, I'm so glad I did it. So that's projecting into the future, kind of using the past to project in the future. Like you had just mentioned. Um, I always focus on how, how good I know I'll feel when I'm done lifting. Um, and especially the last, well, you know, before the COVID, uh, 
I never, I didn't, I no longer had any strength goals. I had already done all my goals. My, my goals now are not to get injured. So I was just basically doing maintenance work. Right. So there's nothing driving me there, you know, uh, no lofty goals, zero. It's just get getting through the workout. So yeah, for me, I've just focused on how well I feel mentally as well as physically when I'm done with the workout. That's just like the payoff to me. Uh, and I really hope everyone else can find their little thing, you know, that inspires them to want to want to do it. But just know that the days you don't feel like going to the gym or working out, I have those days, you know, all the time. You know, it's like it's a pain, you know, um, and especially now since things are no longer the last several years since I no longer have the gym, things aren't as convenient for me. You know, I have to go to a public facility. Sometimes I have to wait in line like many people do. And that's just something that I wasn't really used to. Okay. So yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, my big thing. Yeah. Just, I feel great when I'm done lifting that that's my inspiration. I think I have a tendency to at times be like a perfectionist and I want, I want the conditions to be all lined up perfectly. Like for example, I, I want to show up early. I want to, I want to, um, you know, have everything planned out. And sometimes you can't, sometimes you, you got to tell yourself, okay, well, you're going to be late, but you got to go do it. Or I might have a 60 minute workout planned out and my mind will tell myself, well, you don't got 60 minutes, you know, maybe I'm, I don't have the time. So I got to tell myself, well, what can I do? I could do 30 minutes. I got to modify it. I still got to do it. So I think we can easily come up with all of these excuses in our head like you said, contingency plan. Sometimes you just got to, you got to shorten it and you got to modify it. Yeah. And let's break that contingency plan down, uh, especially if it's cardio, cardio based, just up the intensity level a little bit. You know, uh, if you're running five miles at, let's say five miles per hour, but you just don't have the time, then break it down, you know, go a shorter distance and increase your speed. Don't worry about your pace at this stage of the game, whatever. I'm using that as a raw example, but you can extrapolate and figure it out for yourself. Um, but the one thing I do try to tell people too, is don't even try to like necessarily make up for lost ground, you know, like, cause that's, that could be a pathway to injury or a pathway to burnout. So like I haven't really lifted, let's call it a year, not quite, but close to it in another month because of the COVID. I don't want to, you know, um, I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to go back and try to make up for lost time. I've been on a maintenance program. I'm sure that my strength has gone down a little bit of size, but I know that within six weeks or so, all of it, you know, all my size, everything like that will come back. My strength will be where I want it to be, um, you know, within a couple of two months, three months. And it's not that I have to train any harder it's it's just one of those natural things it's going to be back so i'm not going to go back to the gym trying to make up for lost time um no reason pushing myself and and risking injury you know there was a a line in the well it's kind of a tragic line but if on her majesty's secret service you know the the, the bond movie back in the late 60s with um Oh, I forgot his name right now. The, the, George Lazenby. Lazenby, yes. We have all the time in the world now, right? <laughs> and even though it was tragic, uh, yeah, we that's the way you have to look at it. You have the time. Th 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 whether you do or don't, you, you got to kind of if 
for me, if I put these these pressures on me of hurry, 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 like I have been with getting this gym studio set up, it was a time pressure. I wanted it ready to go by January 1st. Well, because of things out of my control, it didn't happen. So maybe five years ago, I'd have freaked. I'd have been like, duh. Now I just, okay, no big deal. It's a couple of weeks late. We'll make up for it at the tail end. You know, I, the game, Nico, that I played was a month from now, three months from now, somebody new who's never seen my videos on YouTube is going to stumble upon it. And he's not going to sit there and say, well, geez, I, you know, this guy didn't launch this on January 1st. I'm not going to watch it. No. So that's the little mind game that I play with myself. And I didn't, Nico, necessarily have a contingency plan outside of the fact that I know that we had the podcast going every month or uh, every week. So that was my contingency for this. So I didn't bust, you know, I didn't, I mean, I worked hard. I mean, I worked very, very hard on this and, but I didn't get it ready by the first. Okay. So be it. So you didn't bench 300 by your birthday. Okay. So be it. You'll get it in a month later or whatever, you know, so don't beat yourselves up too hard is what I'm getting at. Cause that's not going to work. It's not going to help you. It's just going to, you know, unless you can trigger that to, to be a motivator, some people can't. Another piece of advice I got, and it's always stuck with me. And I, this is related to starting a new job. So it's not necessarily a goal, but I think it can pertain. Um, I was just talking to my sister. This was when I think we were in high school, whatever, but we were just starting whatever new gigs. And it was just kind of the observation that, you know, like whenever you start a new job, kind of the first two weeks always suck, you know, and you just got, you know, cause you don't know your way around. You don't know the people yet. It's uncomfortable and it's a little bit more scary, right? You got to, you know, there's a lot more insecurities there. You, you haven't figured a routine. You don't know what's expected of you. And, and so kind of like any, a lot of physical activities, it's like if you've laid off for a while, like I think a lot of people are going to be going back to, you know, grappling in the next few months or whatever, you know, MMA training or fight training, it's going to be really tough. You're going to, you know, they've, you know, when you've laid off as long as a lot of people have, you know, during this uh, COVID restrictions, it's going to be a harsh, you know, probably few months to start up and just anticipates it. Hey, and I think another term I've heard that I, I really appreciate is uh, embrace the suck. No, it's going to suck when I go in. Cause a lot of times, like when you're starting a diet too, like for me, the first couple of weeks, you know, I'm still kind of overweight, you know, I'm not close anywhere close to my goal, but I've suffered for two weeks and it's, it's easy. I think that initial hurdle, like, you know, when I'm closer to my goal, I'm much more motivated to stay with it. But when I initially start off, I feel like I'm sacrificing a lot for very little gain. So I, I think kind of, again, I guess to me, anticipating uh, the hurdles and struggles you're going to do through mentally is a good thing. And just know, Hey, a lot of these activities, especially if it's something new or something you haven't touched in a while, uh, the, the startup getting momentum, I guess it's hard to, you know, when you overcome that inertia, when you've been still, uh, physically, it's almost quite literally your body has to kind of be retooled. But I think mentally too, that can be when something is new or, uh, you know, unfamiliar for a while, that can be tough and be ready for that and embrace it. Just say, I know this is part of the process. I know I'm not going to enjoy this. This next, these first few weeks are going to be tough, but that's what I'm signing up for. And, 
Very good points. And always know that you're not the only one that ever had to go through that. Pretty much everybody does. Going to school for the first time, a new school or something like that. Or whatever. You're right. It's going on a first date or, or checking out a place that you've never been to before. You can always have this bit of apprehension. And, uh, yeah, very solid advice. So, you know, ultimately, though, it all boils down to us. You know, to each and every person is an individual. My my goal in, in talking or discussing this today is to let, again, people know you're not alone. If you're having little doubts or if you're having, you know, um, not necessarily fear, but apprehension, or you feel, you know, aimless, you're not alone. You know, we're all part of the same, you know, group here. We all have gone through this and it's normal. It's, it's, it's natural. Uh, you know, sometimes when you, when you look at people like with, with me, with when I was, when I was starting out with my training in anything, fighting or music uh, or what have you, uh, I was luckily thrust. Well, I get, I, in the end, I was luckily thrust to these guys who were just giants, you know, literally, you know, tough, strong, or great musicians, technique, this and that. And it wasn't like guys who had a, a modest ability level. These were guys that had ability that I firmly believed I could never approach. Okay that could be very discouraging for some people. And believe me, it was initially very discouraged, very, very discouraging for me, but I, I wouldn't want to have it any other way. Okay. I mean, I could, I could take pride in knowing that the people that I'm affiliated with are the best or, or, you know, among the best in the world at what they do. So, any little droplets that I'm going to get from them, or it, it's going to make it, you know, beneficial for me. And the chasm, the difference between my initial level and their level, would I would know that it would gradually decrease if I stuck with it. So, uh, you know, get inspiration any way you can, but always know, everybody, that when you look at a video, if that's what you're into, watching videos of certain people performing certain things, Yes, be inspired by it, you know, make it a motivation. Don't let it get to the point where it's like, well, I'll never be as good as such and such, so why bother? No, no, don't, don't look at it that way because, number one, you don't know that you won't be as good. You could excel or exceed that person, you know. Uh, you don't know. But regardless, don't be in it to top that person. Be in it to improve where you're at today. And like Joe said with the diet, you know, maybe in the beginning, normally people lose quicker in the beginning because a lot of water weight and this and that, but whatever, you're not going to reach your X amount of pounds immediately unless, unless it's a minuscule amount that you're trying to look for, like a vanity thing. But know that every day you stick to your diet throughout the course of, of, of the program, uh, you're going to be fine. And, and again, hopefully that it will become a lifestyle for you. You know, where this is just part of the part of the deal, you know, like taking a shower and brushing your teeth is part of your routine, you know, and some days you may wake up and just say, oh, I don't feel like taking a shower or I'm not going to shave. OK, you know, maybe today, oh, you know what, I don't feel like dieting. I think I'm going to go out and have some great Pequot's pizza. OK, go ahead. But then, you know, you're going to get back on it because you're on your diet because it's your lifestyle. So 
that's how I try to look at things. And Kevin, Kevin King, that, you know, my buddy from the gym that passed away, that got killed, uh, he had a great outlook on life like that. You know that, Joe. Nico never got to meet him, but you know how he was. You know, he was very upbeat, and, you know, he did everything wrong <laughs> pretty much, but he ended up, you know, coming out ahead because he knew the fundamental. He had the – via it intrinsically or, or, or through myself or other people, he understood – the science behind what it is that he he wants and he he knew that it all really stemmed from up here in his mind he knew that that's the single most important thing is to know your goal and and maybe have little things bump you along the way slightly deflect you but never ground you never knock you to the ground where you can't get back up again okay and that's how he was you know he he would always get sidetracked either with work or he was an excellent trap shooter or he would go hunting or whatever, but he always found his way back to, to the weight room, you know, and he would always get underneath the iron and get done what he needed to get done. And he never let himself get too far out of, you know, out of shape. So he, he had, he had the secret down. He knew it. Yeah. That's a good point, Tony. Embrace roadblocks, embrace the failures, and know that they're going to come, and just embrace it, and and keep moving forward. I think too many people, they hit a roadblock or they hit a failure, and they say, "Well, that's it, I give up." And really, that's the only way to fail is if you give up. So you just got to keep pushing. Well, one thing I'd like to add on on that, and thank thanks for the compliment. I used to love to play football. Uh, that was my favorite sport to play. And by no means am I trying to equate myself with an NFL player, but I was a receiver, wide receiver. And I had speed. We've talked about this before, but I would love nothing more than just run straight down there and, you know, boom, little uh, slant pattern or something. But I used to get a kick out of psyching the defender out, putting a move on him. Okay. There was the roadblock was the defender. And if I could psych him out and juke him, and still get open and make that reception. I took that, you know, and that was a, you know, feather in my cap. And and I'm sure college players, NFL players, they feel the same way when they can put a good move on somebody. They may not have scored a touchdown, but they burned them, and that's a good thing. Um, and that, yeah, that's how I look at op- certain obstacles in life. Some are over, believe me, are overwhelming. But you know, yeah, you 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 hit the nail on the head. If you give up, quit. And, and it's not the time to quit, uh, you've lost. You've been defeated. But there are times to hang it up, to retire, to walk away. That's not quitting. So I want people out there to realize that there is a difference um, between, you know, um, you know w- walking away as opposed to, like, totally giving up, you know, just saying I can't. I, I, I you know, I failed. No. Uh but, oh, yeah, look at obstacles as, as, a, as another mere challenge. And I know uh, there's people out there that write me now and then that are really struggling. I'm not going to mention names or anything, but you people know who you are, and I, you're all, you guys are in my thoughts. And I try to tell them, well, not tell them, but state them when I, when I respond to them uh, via email that it may seem like there's no hope, at the, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no end to this. 
and in 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 the case of when you're dealing with a death particularly you know that there's literally no way that you can ever bring that person back so you you have to find another avenue you have to find a different kind of motivation to keep you to maybe honor that person's memory okay to not let it so overwhelm you and you're in constant state of grief that the rest of your life is meaningless because I'm sure that person that you have lost that means something to you or that entity that you were involved in that meant so much to you would not want to see you as a failure, as a, as, as a person who's no longer the same character that you were. And when I say entity, like with me losing, when I lost the gym, when it coupled in with Kevin's death, um, you know, the gym was a place of happiness for me. It was a place, a sense of growth for other people. It was my career. It was the culmination. Every, everything that I, you know, had in my life was there. And that gym was supposed to be a place for, you know, perpetual happiness. Well, the gym is gone. So does that mean that my happiness has to go? The gym was there to make me and everybody around me that was at that gym happy. So I have to substitute it now. I have to find a replacement for that irreplaceable thing. So in the case of folks out there who have lost loved ones, you, you, you have to find a replacement for that grief. You have to find another person, place, or thing to give you that kind of feeling again, because that person would want you to have that. So that's just my little segue into something else. But I know that a lot of people reach, reach out to me going through life crises that are affecting their training and affecting their daily life. Don't quit. Just maybe become a bit more diversified and find other things that can pick you up and get you going. And, you know, all of us are there for you, you know, reach out to Nico, reach out to Joe. Uh, if there's any questions that you ever have, or just don't ever feel like you're alone because you're, you're not. Well, kind of on a similar note, we're kind of getting a little bit more heavy though, but I think it's, Oh, and you're on a diet. You don't want to be heavy. You want to be lighter. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but you know, we kind of, we talked about giving yourself time if that's what you need, you know, so don't beat yourself up uh, if you're behind schedule a little bit. But I, I also on the flip side, realize that nothing is guaranteed um, and, you know, kind of a seize the day kind of attitude with things. So, um, you know, just because an instructor has always been there and available doesn't mean they're going to be there two years from now or, you know, like, oh, I won't do it this year or this, you know, I'll wait till the end of summer. Um, you know, gyms disappear, people disappear. Um, I was just watching this documentary on Bruce Lee. Who would have thought he would have been gone at 33, you know, uh, physically healthy, but guy had a, you know, like some type of brain aneurysm, I mean, or, or something and gone. I mean, you never know what's going to, nothing's guaranteed. So if you want something, um, uh, you know, this goes back to the mental game is we can always procrastinate and say, I've got more, I got all the time in the world back to George Lazenby and that thing. You don't necessarily. So uh, there is also some pressure to execute, I think. Right. Uh, you know, 
And like, you know, like I'm getting old now, I'm over 50. So I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking into the abyss, so to speak, a little bit more so than other people. I, I know, even if I'm, you know, I've got, you know, whatever, 20, 30 years is average, A, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed, but also my physicality has, is on the decline. So I might be able to do things, you know, for the next 10, 15 years, but that's not guaranteed. I have some family members who are young, who are dealing with illness and, you know, the, the physical dimension of their life has been taken away possibly permanently. So like in our game or the things that we're interested in, um, you know, none of that stuff is guaranteed and don't hesitate too long. I mean, that can be another motivator saying, you know, I've got this window now, whether it's, you know, uh, just having good health or having, you know, uh, the income to support it, or just the fact that, you know, like in this case, Tony's around to instruct now, you know, if you want to learn these things, seek it out now. Um, you know, uh, we lost, you know, you know, I don't know how many years it's been close to 20 years now that um, Fez is gone or almost, I mean, you know, these people are not with you permanently and, you know, you miss opportunities. So I, I guess that's my other kind of uh, counterpoint to some of those things we've talked about. Yeah, good point. You know, and I've tell people this who write me or even those who, who haven't yet, you know, like with the Tri-C or something like that, the Tri-C program in particular, you know, don't, don't put it off. You know, we don't know. I mean, I plan on physically being around, but, you know, the program may be here or there. I mean, you know, may, I may have to stop it. I've said this before. And in the past, you know, I've, I, there was one year I didn't accept any students because I had reached a quota. And, you know, yeah, you don't, you know, don't, don't put it off. I have regrets that there were things that I should have done in the past. I, well, I should not that I should have done, but that I wish I would have done. You know, uh, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. The saddest waste of, t of uh, is wasting of time. You know, I can't get certain, you know, time back. Okay. When I was 18, 19, 20 or whatever, I can't get that time back. So, yeah, um, we all tend to think, yeah, I'll start the diet tomorrow or I'll go to the gym next week. You know, kick yourself in the butt, force yourself to do it. You know, uh, so many people now have, have changed their path because of, you know, restrictions put on them by COVID, let's say. Well, what happens when those restrictions finally get lifted? Are you going to stick with what you were doing? You know, um, are you, are you going to finally now, once the restrictions are lifted, say, okay, now I'm going to do what I wanted to do? I don't want to put my life in the hands of something like that, that I can't control. I can control what I want to do today. Okay. Even if all the places I want to go to are closed, I still now the ball's in my court. I'm not going to wait for those places to open up because that's out of my control. How can I have my back to that contingency plan thing? How can I work around this? Make it a challenge, but get it done now. Start now. So, Traditionally, at least in this country, I don't know how it's like in Europe or Asia or any of the, you know, other countries um, or continents, you know, first of the year, New Year's resolution. You know, I haven't really heard much about that on, on commercials, you know, in the month of November, December. Uh, but here, yeah, it's, it's always like the first of the year is going to start our, our thing. I've never, I've never bought into that. You know, I mean, maybe once in a while, just for kicks, I would say, okay, I'm going to try something in the new year, but not, no, not really. If I want to do something, I'm going to start to do, start to do it now. <clears throat> okay. 
like this program or this project, I mean, to get, you know, get this uh, home gym set up for, uh, you know, video, video stuff. I started right away. I, the minute, you know, the minute I was convinced to do it, I started creating the ideas. It didn't mean I got everything right away, but I started the program right away of how am I going to pull this off? What am I going to do? What are my ideas? And they changed along the way, but I kept at it. And in a short period of time, relatively less than two months, it was, it's a finished product. So anyway, yes, that's my take on all of this. Uh, and and I, I I want kind of segue into something else, uh, as you know our uh, our voting for the the finest hair. Uh, I want to just give a little update because the voting is still open, um, and I just like to give a current tabulation. And I'm going to go in reverse alphabetical order. Um, we got five write-ins for Telly Savalas, so Telly Savalas has five votes. Uh, Nico, um, you got three votes. Uh, <laughs> and um, Brian Deneve uh, is way there with 1,258 current votes. Um, and Joe Cardinal, it's astonishing. You have 7,410 votes currently. Uh, you're way out there. But I, 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 the voting is still open, so there's time for everyone to, you know, cast but i think we all knew what was we knew where this was going didn't we joe well yeah and let me just say i'm a big believer in democracy and the voice of the people and um so either i'm going to win or the vote was fixed basically i can just say that now in advance of whatever the results are so no matter what happens you're always a winner in our book you know that joe uh Yes, yes. So, you know, this week coming up, I just have some, I mean, oh, okay, good. So I have been preoccupied with getting this all set up. Well, now it's done. Okay. And I've talked about this before about what happens. Sometimes the saddest day in your life can be either the day or the very next day after you reach your goal. Because you say, now what? You know, you hit your goal. What are you going to do now? So, excuse me, I'm going to, you know, now this week, hopefully I'm having another caretaker come. There was one, she was here Friday. Unfortunately, she'll only be here three days a week for half the amount of time that she should be. Um, So I have to kind of, you know, see what's going on with that. Uh, I'm going to focus on another goal, I guess you'd want to call it. And that's, you know, working on when I do my, my weekly extra YouTube videos. I'm just going to work on the editing, get her, get it done. I'm going to focus on that now. That's, that was the whole point of this gym situation here. Uh, you know, so I can do these shorter YouTube videos. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on this week. But outside of that, you know, um, not much, you know, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm happy in a way I can start to breathe again. What are you guys up to this week? Gosh, I haven't even thought ahead past today. That's not a good thing, but uh, birthday celebration for my daughter. So that's going to be Happy nice. Happy birthday. Yep. Shout out to Haley. So that's the big thing. So, um, and yeah, just back into the routine, you know, back again, the incremental progress, get my, my daily workouts in, get my training in. Um, 
But I said, I'm still not back in class at school. So I've got a little bit of extra free time. So I'm going to I thought you were done with that. Well, then, you know, new semester. So I a different class, basically. I'm always, and it goes back to the, like, kind of what we're talking about with goals is that, you know, uh, I'm just chipping away, you know, uh, obviously I work full time. So I'm just taking one or two classes, usually just one um, after work. That's enough, you know, but just keep moving, playing the long game, you know, virtual or virtual classes. This is weird though. It's like, we'll see how this plays out, but the way it's described uh, online is that like the first through March, it's going to be online, but it's, it's actually a science class. And so I'm sure there's some lab work. And so it's going to be like a hybrid where I don't know if they're thinking that the, you know, with the vaccines and infection rates, if they get to a point where they can start having people back in the classroom, I'm, I'm a little suspicious of that. We'll see how that plays out. So, um, so initially uh, to answer your question, it's going to be all online, but they may transition to having some in-person class things. So um, we'll see how that goes. Well, you know, that's not a new concept. Uh, you know, I mean, even years ago, I was enrolled in a, just for shits and giggles, I was enrolled in a correspondence course. And that's been around for long, long before I was born, long time, learn by mail, study by mail. Then they had, you know, some online universities and so on. So it's, it's not a new concept. I just want, you know, for, for some people who may not be, you know, younger crowd here, they may not be aware of that. This is nothing new. The, The new part probably is the internet, which actually makes it a little more functional. Um, what about you, Nico? What are you up to? Oh, nothing, nothing much. We can just take it at one day at a time. Um, I'd like to just make one more point, uh, going back, going back to what, what you said, how basically you and Kevin really helped each other, you know, attaining goals. And I think that's very important. And for anybody that's interested in training with Tony or his products, I could tell you firsthand that I attained, um, way better and way faster a much better level of conditioning than I would have been trying to do it by myself so I think having somebody to help you and even hold you accountable because like some of those workouts were really hard and um, I didn't look forward to doing them but I knew that I was going to be held accountable so that kept that kept me focused so I think uh, anybody that has a new year's resolution of getting more fit or, you know, learning self-defense or whatever, definitely should uh, take the opportunity to get Tony's products or train with him. Well, thanks for that, Nico. I was a shock. I really appreciate it. But let me, let me, let me just say that Nico, and this, this is the, the beautiful thing about it. You know, a lot of people say, I want to find a good coach. And many coaches say, we want to find a good student. You can't find one better than Nico. I mean, he really... I mean, I got to know him slightly. I mean, I didn't get to know him well at, at the beginning. I didn't even, the first time he was here, I didn't even know him at all, you know, but he put the effort in and you can tell when somebody's doing it. I mean, I've, I've been an athlete my whole life. So I know when you're actually working out and you're not, you could tell me what you're doing, but your actions will show me. And Nico, you know, there's times when I just want to give it all up, you know, because it's just not worth the hassle or, you know, da-da-da. But Nico, guys like Nico, Joe, and others that I've worked out with that have been on the show and others that have not been or may never be on the show, these people keep me inspired. Uh, but but Nico had the right approach to this. You know, he had, and he doesn't need to reveal this if he's uncomfortable with it, and I'm not asking him to. 
But Nico had something inside of him that whatever I did or taught or had to offer clicked with what he needed or wanted. And, you know, that's what I can tell people out there. If you can find an, an instructor that you can click with, not just personality-wise, because that's very important, but, you know, uh, in a historic way, in a, in a way that you, they have what you really want. Uh, that's really like the key, you know, that's really important. And I speak from my own personal, uh, you know, my belief that that's how I feel, you know, but Nico's been a godsend. He's been a joy to, to know and an honor for me to know. And we've had some fun times, Going, you know, after workout, go you know, grab a pizza or something like that. And Joe's been there and Joe knows what it's like. And I've had a lot of fun with Joe. Ups and downs. We share life's ups and downs, but that's part of being a team. And, uh, you know, I'm blessed in that regard for having you guys and others in my life. Thanks. Yeah, I think having a support group, a lot of what we do is not easy. And uh, keeping each other accountable and driving each other forward is, is a big important thing. So find those people who are going to be positive in your life, who are going to keep pushing you forward and calling you out on your bullshit, you know, when you are, you know, slacking off or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's important. You, who you surround yourself has an impact on you, your success. And so that's another thing. It's just like we talked about the internal voice. There are external voices, you know, encouraging you one way or the other. And so, yeah, definitely get that support group and think about that too, as you go into the, the new year, uh, you know, who am I with? Are these people who are achieving their goals and how are we supporting each other or are they, they distracting me or bringing me down? I mean, that's another hard question to ask yourself. Yeah. You, you said about the bullshit. Yeah. I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm make, I'm here to make you do good. And I'm going to always try to be a straight shooter. It doesn't mean I have to be mean or rude or crude about it. But, you know, we're not yes men. We're not like this is not like one of these, oh, let's get a group hug no matter what we do. You know, this is all about knowing that if you do your best and try and listen, you will be improving. And there's where you're feeling good is going to come from. It's going to come not from words out of my mouth, but from actions out of your body. That's how you're going to end up feeling good. Not what Tony says, but what you have been able to accomplish. That's my goal. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I know we're getting towards the end, but that was a really good point. You want to find some find people that are going to call you out, you know. And I I always try to do that. I grew up in a house where it was like tough love, you know. Nobody's going to sugarcoat things for you. And I always look for people and you know surround myself with people that are like that. That they're going to call me out on on, on my bullshit. They're going to call me out. They're going to they're going to tell me set me straight. And they're not going to sugarcoat things and, and try to make me feel good. Um, and that's, that's how I, what I look for in a coach and as in a friend. And I think it's a, a really good and important quality. Well, on that note, I can tell you that I think part of the reason you got those three votes, uh, maybe because of your beard and that puts you at an unfair advantage uh, over Joe and over Brian Deneve. In you know, for that matter, I'm not saying shave it off. I'm just saying, I think it has to do with your facial hair. Well, maybe I'll grow it out and I'll be a runner-up, Joe. You got a <laughs> you got a contender here. Got to accentuate the positive, right? Go with your strengths. <laughs> All right, man. 
Well, you know, it's just been, yeah. And you know, all throughout all of it, even though this is as serious as a heart attack, the training that, that we do, uh, we have fun with it too. It's not always like, you know, crush, crush, crush. You, you, there is room for fun. And, and that's part of having a good, I've said it before, your training partner has to be almost like a marriage. You, you have to be in it for each other. You have to make everybody better. You know, it's a group effort. It's a team effort. It really is, even though it boils down to an individual. Uh, but, you know, as a coach too, I want to watch everyone and reach a, each, each person individually, okay, because everyone gets spurred on or gets discouraged in a different way. You know, we're not all the same. And, uh, you know, that's <clears throat> easier when I'm doing like the Tri-C program because it is basically one-on-one or <clears throat> however you want to word it, me and you and your training partner. Uh, so I, I focus it on you guys. Uh, where if you're in a classroom setting, you know, you got 20, 30 people, it can be difficult. You can't really get that individuality, that, you know, personalized training. Um, so you either have to sign up for privates and if they're not available because of time constraints with the instructor, then you have to, you know, you have to go within, reach within or talk to your instructor on the side, privately, invite them out, have dinner or whatever, you know, just get to know him or her and, you know, develop that kind of bond because I think it's important. You know, you don't want to get lost in the crowd. Like, you know, when I, when I, when I would do seminars and there'd be a lot of people there, I say hello to everyone. I shake their hand. Sometimes we would all go out for pizza, maybe not always. So I really never got to know a lot of these people. Uh, you know, sometimes I didn't even know their names if it was a bigger crowd and that's unfortunate, you know? Um, but some of them, you know, we sort of kind of kept in touch, but you know, it, yeah, it's, it's all about utilizing the, the things that you have in common with someone all of my personal training, generally speaking, has been solo. I was never in a school to learn how to fight. I was never in a music school where there was, you know, other, you know, musicians or aspiring musicians. I always had to do it. It was always me and the instructor, me and the, the teacher, me and the coach. It's uh, all I've ever known. So I don't, I'm, you know, I don't really have, the only way that I know about teaching or being involved in a group is when I became the instructor. Okay, now I'm teaching a group. So Nico and Joe, they're, they're used to, they, they, they've had that in group learning. So, that, so if anybody has any specific questions about that, I think it'd be better geared towards Joe and Nico. They could answer that better than I could. Any other thoughts before we uh, close things out? Go Browns. Uh, I think that that to me today, uh, after doing this podcast, which by the way, everybody, I really do uh, enjoy now. I don't, I, let me just give a little background. So Joe does all the, not necessarily editing, but it's on him to, uh, upload it. And then he just lets me know. And I, um, put the podcast, the audio podcast part of it out there but I don't go to the YouTube channels. And I, even when I do this new weekly thing or, you know, a couple of times a week, two, three times a week thing, Joe, I'll give it to Joe to upload. And that's his end of the deal uh, of, of this partnership that we have here. And, you know, he'll be probably answering questions on, on, on YouTube uh, as opposed to me. 
Uh, I just insulate myself from that because I don't have the ability or the time or the personality to cope with it, dealing with everything else that I'm dealing with here. But I want you you all to know that I get inspired by doing these podcasts. It means a lot to me to to be with Joe and Nico and reaching out to people because I get emails saying, oh, man, they're that's a cool, you know, I really enjoy your podcasts. And, and that, that, that's nice. It makes me feel good. And we have these guests that come on now and then I enjoy seeing, seeing them even virtually, which we would be, we'd be doing even if we didn't have, um, you know, the COVID, this is how it is. So I just want to, again, I always say thank you, but I do really mean it. Not just Nico and Joe, but thanks to everybody out there that watches or listens and, um, we'll make some alterations along the way you know, this thing that I'm going to be doing with uh, YouTube. Uh, I got plans. I got ideas, but somewhere along the way, we may make, make modifications and then uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, just want to say thank you again to everybody and you and, and, you know, Joe and Nico. All right, guys. It was good seeing you. Good talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh-huh.